Welcome to the Tribute to Happiness at Work, at Home, in Life podcast. What is happiness? Where do you find happiness? How do you feel happiness? Do you control your own happiness or is somebody else controlling your happiness? Are you living a meaningful and worthwhile life where you experience joy, contentment and positive well-being? Do you feel happiness at work, at home and in life? In this Tribute to Happiness podcast, you will discover what happiness means to people all over the world and how they implement happiness in their life. Here is your host, Hjeden Svenperson, and with him you'll explore these and other interesting topics. Hello and good morning. This is Iceland Calling. Can gratitude be the secret to happiness? Are people more likely to be happier if they are grateful? If you focus on everything that is going right in your life, ignore the negativity around you, express gratitude, could that then lead to happiness? Research in positive psychology have shown that gratitude and happiness are strongly connected. So, why not be grateful? Well, on with the show. Who are we calling today? Ooh, this will be exciting. The phone is ringing. Congratulations and celebrations. Hello, this is Sarah. What? Hello, Sarah. This is Helen or Hedin. So now you are your person, Sarah, number two. So you have to maybe be a little bit more specific. Oh, no. I hear I'm Sarah number two and Canadian number two. So even Canadian Sarah isn't enough. Oh, my God. What's wrong? Uh, oh, no, it's nothing wrong with me. How lucky I am. How lucky I am. But you are Sarah Metcalf. Met, Met, uh... Metcalf. Okay, yes. thank you very much. I was, le- I was just like, sometimes we like try to say my name, Sveinbjörnsson. Oh, Sven Björnsson. Hedin Sven Björnsson. Sven Björnsson. Yeah, yeah. We could just we could have a whole conversation just about that. Yeah, but uh, that that is <laughs> that is a whole different show, uh, like podcast. <laughs> I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not teach Sarah to speak other languages. No, no, this is not oh, Icelandic. Okay, okay. This is not Icelandic one oh one. I'm on the wrong show. <laughs> yes. But uh, for the listeners, who is Sarah Metcalf? I am Sarah Metcalf. I am a Canadian living in England. I've been here for 15 years. And I um, I wear two hats um, in my professional life. I am the head of customer service um, for a, a pet technology company. And I am also uh, the chief happiness officer of my own company called Happy Coffee Consulting. Happy Coffee Consultants. I love that name. Happy Coffee yeah. Consultants. Why didn't I think of that? Because you have, it was <laughs> already, already taken. It. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one thing you mentioned that you have been living in the UK for 15 yeah. years. What? Yeah. What? 
is it about the UK that like made you go over the uh, well originally ocean? originally um, it was a uh, it was love of course my of husband course, was, is British um, but my my boyfriend at the time so I came over for a year. And, you know, life is what happens while you're making other plans. And yes. so 15 years on, I'm still here. Yes. <laughs> and, you're, oh, and you're not going back? Or should, um, should you okay, never say you never? Know oh, never say never. We have the conversation about once a week. One of the challenges we have is where I'm from in Canada, similar to Iceland, is very beautiful, um, really wonderful. Um, but I really love the historic um, uh, connections in Europe. And I love how close the different cultures are. So yeah. I don't get as much of that um, on Vancouver Island where I'm from. So, um, but the things that you do get there, you don't get in Europe. So it's a it's a hard uh, it's a hard conversation. And probably once a week we go, mm, should we move home? Should we yeah. stay here? What should we do? <laughs> but your your husband then will probably miss the rain in the UK. Well, no. So this is the thing. I'm from British Columbia, which is, you know, one of the world's temperate rainforests. Oh. So I'm probably one of the only people who would say it doesn't really rain all that much in England. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think it rains a lot here, you should go to BC. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, please come to Iceland where it's always, it feels like it's always raining. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, I think that's island nations. We yeah. we get it. We get it. Uh, we get wet. Yeah, we get wet. Yes. So yeah. should we go to the topic of tribute to happiness? Because let's happy do it. Coffee consultant, like yeah. that. That I, I'm fascinated by that name <laughs> because I I love okay. ha- I, I love happiness and I truly love coffee. So that is yeah. intriguing. So, but what are the like <laughs> happiness at work? How did yeah. you, like, what is it with happiness at work that, like, you just became fascinated by it? Yeah. Uh, well, there's a couple of good stories there, and maybe I'll, I'll save the happy coffee story for when you're ready, but it's a good story for the, for that as well. So I we used to, a long time ago now, I worked in um, one of the leading cancer charities in the UK, uh, and I worked with some great people, and, and it does amazing work. Um, but, but where I worked, it wasn't particularly a great place to work. It wasn't, uh, it didn't give you the that feeling of, you know, where you, that you should have had um, working, you know, with the aims and the purpose that it did have. Um, and then I left and went to work for a really small startup, a technology startup that made cat flaps. You know, like the doors that your cats can come into yeah. and out of. Um, so again, that should not have brought, you know, on paper that shouldn't have brought more joy and more um, um, purpose and happiness at work, if you will, um, than than you know, than working in the cancer charity. And I went to work for this small cat flap company, and I had the best time at work every day. I loved coming to work every day. Um, it, we we were the most amazing team, um, had the best times, were super successful, ticked every box you want, um, best friends made. And and so I went, how is that possible? How can I go from what should give you the most kind of purposeful workplace to somewhere that on paper, you know, 
cat flaps are not that bad. <laughs> I don't think anyone says that in life. <laughs> That's their purpose to, to uh, do cat except, flaps. So, uh, except for the cats. So they, they, okay, they, it's obviously they, cats. They obviously would be happy. Cats, yeah, yes. yeah. They would be happy. Um, so it was such a stark contrast that that, that, was, that was what started. I went, I must figure out why and how this is so and so I took uh, I took the route and I thought really it was because we were all about giving great customer service and that we were allowed to do that and all those things and then after a couple more months um, I came across the kind of um, the words happiness at work and the kind of the more scientific route I came across Henry Stewart and um, Ricardo Semler and you know all of those kind of you start down that path and Alex Alex Carroll and um, and and that's just and and then I went oh oh and you know like we say in woohoo I was doing great work together with great people every single day and it was totally magnificent and that my love affair began yeah ten years ago and uh, has never stopped since yeah. then. Yeah. So so you, t- you probably discovered that there was a whole area of like science behind it behind mm-hmm. the happiness. So, but what, what what if you compare? Like when you, in retrospect, how, yeah. how, how is it, how, have you thought about what it was in the first place, like before you changed it to the cat flip, cat flip, like what it was, like when you, have you pinpointed the things that could have been better at the other place? Like not I think, in the technique. I think probably, you know, like looking through the kind of the the mists of time, as you will. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But I think I think it was, you know, and I and I don't want to to downplay the company because I think I saw other people um, on the differing sides who really, um, you know, had that and and had had that what had what what I had been missing. Um, and just where I I happen to work particularly, I think, um, you know, it was. It just, it had the words on the walls and it had the visions behind it. Um, and the area where I worked particularly kind of, they didn't follow through with that. They did the, they did things differently. And, and, you know, I guess you, you missed out on feeling like you were part of that vision, right? Yeah, so you yeah. kind of, kind of felt like you were left behind, maybe something like that. Um, you, even though I knew I was part of something bigger than myself, I didn't feel it. Right. And that's, for me, that's the real difference between kind of the happiness at work thing is it, for me, it's all about that feeling, you know, what it feels like. Um, And that's how I can distinguish it. Um, And I think, I think, you know, what you said about the science and all that stuff is amazing because I've always had an inherent kind of passion for happiness and, um, that I didn't realize it was underlying, you know, it's been kind of, it's a theme of, of my, my mother and my grandmother before me. Um, and, uh, and so it's, it seemed, it, it seemed really natural to me. And so it's great for me to have the science and the facts and the figures to explain what I've kind of always felt was right. Yeah. Um, but it's so deep in my why, right? Like it's not attached to my, my words my word brain is very deep in my limbic brain I think <laughs> so so I'm always like what do you mean why because 
happiness, obviously. Hello. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because you think, isn't it like you just assume, you assume that do, everybody yeah. is happy or, or are, are yeah. happy at the work and stuff. But then again, they show just, they just meet up because they have to, they have to get yeah. the paycheck. Yes. And I have forgotten because I've had 10 years in this amazing company um, with that amazing feeling. I, um, I kind of forget uh, what it can be like. Um, so when I'm going out and doing consulting and I hear people and I go, oh, my goodness, that yeah. still happens? Oh, my God, no. You know, it's so shocking to yeah. hear that, that people, they still don't get it. Yeah. Um, although lucky because, you know, it's what, what, what I do for a part of my living. So <laughs> I suppose. Well, so, you so can't good. deny that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Happy I, medium, right? Yes, but I, 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 sorry, but I forgot to ask you about your background. Do you have a, a like university degree or like what is your background in? No, uh, no, I don't. I don't really have. I just have an eclectic background. So uh, I did some some university studies, but I didn't complete a bachelor's degree. Um, so mine is very much kind of self self led, self taught, um, and. Uh, but having said that, I think I've made quite an extensive study over the last ten years, so well, great, <laughs> I probably great, should great go ahead you. and and get a get a PhD in it. But uh, um, I kind of read everything that that comes across it that I can uh, that's recommended. I have a always have a pile of books, probably too many. My husband says apparently um, <laughs> to read on my to read pile. <laughs> well, maybe a university degree doesn't. Like, if you have this experience and you can spot the difference yeah. and stuff, so like, what would the degree yeah. matter? Because well, if and, you're, and I guess, yeah, you are you are alone. Like, if you're alone in this business and counseling and stuff, so like, they don't care. No, and I'm. I guess I'm really lucky because I came into it when we were a small startup, and I and I was running the and in charge of the customer service department. I basically got to try it all out. So I've spent ten years building. Yeah. Um, a global customer service organization based on that. So I have the, um, what I, I guess, what I don't have in uh, credentials or paper credentials, I I can uh, counter with uh, real life examples. So that's, yeah. that's quite useful. And and then the, you know, the, um, the outcomes that come along with that. Yeah. Well, our path is just like, your path is great. So we, we will not dwell on it. No, no, I love my path. And actually I'm, um, yeah, I I enjoy learning for the sake of learning anyway. So. Yes, and you will uh, you learn a lot, I hear. So that's great. I do my best. Yes. <laughs> but in when you when you are okay, you are in this. You have two hats on. So so when you are in your company, like the mm-hmm. cat flip, cat flop, cat. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> I will learn it eventually. Um, what is the Icelandic for cat flap? That's a good question. Uh, we will get back at it. Okay. I I can't remember. I don't put me on go. don't put me on the spot like I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Where were we? Yes, you have two hats. <laughs> I have two hats. Neither of which are cats. <laughs> but uh when 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 you are at work like like how do you implement happiness at work and then you have to like do you work from nine to twelve, and then twelve to three at your company. Like, how, how do you how do you how do you <laughs> how do, do, do it? it? And and how do you like how do you implement it? And have you any 
like ex- uh, like some examples about how things really work when you you can see and feel the joy when people are like treated I think it's just uh, like you have to treat people with respect because what is it mm. results and relationships that like yeah. are the main thing because you want the customers to come back and you want to yep. keep your employees happy. So Absolutely. what do you have any magic like in your uh, <laughs> up your sleeve or how I know it sounds like this crazy like kind of dystopian future where you have happy people doing customer service. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then it's not the, possible. It's and not then the, possible. Then the, then the customer calls and and you just <laughs> no, this is not how we do things here. So do no, you have any? Not. Do you have any like concrete some yeah. stuff you can yeah, tell so, us about? Yeah. So I think um, a couple of things. Um, and it was uh, so I spoke at the Happy Conference in London last year, and and Henry asked me the same question, which was um, put very well. Um, and, and there's a lot of tips and, and things, um, but one of the biggest things is, is what I don't do. So, because um, when Henry asked, he said, what, what do you do? You know, like, I know you have all these great scores and you've done this for all these years, but what is it that you actually do? And I went, oh my God, I don't really know. Like, what do I do? do I, what do I do? What do I do? Um, and so I did what I always do. And I went and I asked my team because, you know, they know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and the answers were super surprising to me because the biggest thing um, um, that they called out was that I don't do things like um, um, ooh, get mad at them if they're late for work because they got stuck in traffic. So that was a big one. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> um, I um, I let them do their jobs because they're really good at it. Yeah. Uh, I don't actually measure on traditional SLAs. So in customer service, we have a thing called service level agreements because I don't believe that they um, help us to give great service. In fact, I think they do the opposite um, if you do it in the traditional way. So um, I guess what I do is I train my team really well. Um, and then I, um, I I tell them to do their jobs, and then I don't get in the way. Um, and if there's stuff that's getting in the way, I try to remove it. That's kind of my biggest goal in life is to remove the barriers to them giving great service. So, um, so trust is something is huge. it's huge. So you have to just mm-hmm. say, okay, you get paid to do this thing, and I trust yeah. you to do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and also I I explain what what our intent is, you know. So so we have a lot of talk about what, how we want the customers to feel, and um, you know instead of having a thirty day money back guarantee, uh, we implemented years ago a thirty day happiness guarantee. Because yeah. what do you want from your customers? You don't you you don't want them, and they don't want to have their money back most of the time. Most of the time, they want to be happy with your product or service. Mm-hmm. And actually, if they're not do you want their money? You know, what, yeah. what benefit is that bringing your business? Um, so that's, those are some of the things I do. We've even gone a little bit further in COVID and we've allowed them to self, um, to self manage the workload, um, which has had some really fantastic uh, benefits. Um, our response time has gone down on average. 
um, now that they're in charge of dispatching their work instead of somebody else doing it. So mm-hmm. they just go in and they clear, clear those. Um, and I think, I think realistically, it's just about supporting people and, um, and your, and supporting your customers as well. So, so many times we, we put barriers in place of our customers, um, you know, almost on the assumption that they, they are lying to you and they have to prove they're not before they can get mm. help. So like the same thing with my team when it, when the answer was like, you know, what, what makes them happy? What, what makes them happy working there? And it was about what I don't do. And I guess the thing with our customers is, you know, when we ask them what was the best thing about the service they had, almost always it's, it's doing something like replacing a product that was broken in warranty. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that doesn't sound like something that should be an amazing achievement. <laughs> but, you know, if, if someone owns our product and it's broken and it's in warranty, then we replace it because it's our product and it's broken and it's in warranty. <laughs> yeah, and some, <laughs> so, so, somewhere, the, the, like, when they, the customer put, like, is buying stuff, they want it yeah. to work. So why should, exactly. they, why should they come and say it doesn't work and you just question yeah. it? Like why? Yeah, and that, and that's it. You know, people put don't. Oh, but what? But what if someone does X, Y, Z? Um, and you think, oh, that's interesting. Do you think someone would actually do, like? Who would do that? Why would somebody do that? Mm. And you know, it's that kind of treating people for the one percent. Uh, I'd much rather treat people for the ninety-nine percent of people who phone you up because they genuinely own your product and they mm-hmm. have a problem. And then you fix it for them and they're happy and then they buy more of your products and they tell your friends. Um, and that was really key in the early, early uh, years for us uh, as when we were a startup was um, referral was our number one sales channel. And people would say they bought our product because they'd had a great customer experience or they'd read about the great customer mm. experience. So it, it's huge. And the future of purchasing is like customer experience is set to be like one of the biggest, I think the biggest differentiator for all brands. Um, but I, I really don't, and it sounds funny to be talking all about customer service, but I actually don't believe you can ever give a, a good or great or even amazing customer experience unless you have happy and autonomous staff um, feel good about themselves. And, and love coming to work every day um, and and are given the freedom to do their job properly. So the freedom and the tools, mm. you know, um, so that they can come to work every day, every day and do great work together with great people. But how, how is it with the, the workplace as such? Like, what do you do to, like, everybody? Like, how do you implement happiness at work? For the employees, this is more like the customer base, yeah. but you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. All, like all the small things, Sarah Radekin, who was like on the second episode, she was talking about maybe putting a chocolate on the table and nobody knew who it was. It was like, like yeah. the, the little <laughs> treats, like, do you have anything on the agenda? Yeah. So, so you, you can. It, so there's, it is, you know, sometimes it's the little things, sometimes it's the surprising things. Um, yeah, sometimes I'll just come to the office and, and show up with, you know, donuts or chocolates or, or whatever. Um, I think it's specific positive feedback. Um, so we get scores back on the team and I make sure that I read those all. And then um, I, um, I send them back to the team with my comments. So they know that they've got good scores from their 
from their customers, but also that I, as their manager, I saw that and I appreciate what they've done. Um, just speaking to them. You know, yeah. That's so the perfect segue to my business. So my business is called Happy Coffee, not only because I love happiness at work and I, I also love coffee. Um, but I think the most important thing you can do is like a leader, as a manager is go and have a coffee with people on your frontline staff. And I'm really lucky in that my, my department is the frontline staff. Um, you know, they know what's anytime I ask them, they know what's wrong with your systems, with your products, with your customers, with your processes. You know, they're literally, that's all they do all day is listen to people yeah. tell you the things that you can improve. And so listening to them, and I don't do this as well as I, as I should do. I'm always kind of trying to pick myself back up. But, you know, when they tell me something to get it fixed, you know, so that they know that what they say matters, that, they, that it makes a difference to what we do. Um, but we also do lots of fun stuff together. We go out on, on outings. Um, we do um, birthday surprises, um, you know, kind of all of the, 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 I guess, more standard things. Um, since we've gone into COVID, we do a, like once a week. Um, our team has like a, a fun. Uh, so we did the game that you were explaining to me, um, you know, to tell two things that are the truth and one thing that's a lie. Then we did... Um, everyone had to send in their favorite songs and then you had to guess whose song was what Oh yeah. Um, and see how well you knew people. But it was great because actually it was really different than you had expected. And then we ended up with this fantastic playlist oh, of yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> all yeah, of our yeah. team's favorite songs. Um, and then we've done, so we've got quite a multi, so they're a multilingual team. Um, so we've started having like, um, uh, so uh, phrases from your language and then you put them in Google Translate and then everyone can see what Google Translate says they are mm -hmm. and then you have to figure out what the phrase actually means or what the what that was been so that's been quite fun to learn about other cultures and and really just to have a laugh at yeah. what people what Google Translate does actually yeah. <laughs> so you, you do a lot to have fun and then celebrate victories Absolutely. or, or like yeah. so that, yeah. that's always like, yeah but then then yeah. it, when you are a consultant Yes, I will start that sentence. Uh, I will try to say it in English. When you are working as a consultant, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so how is it? How are they like, okay, we know if they contact you, then there must mm -hmm. be something must be broken. Or they like, or maybe they are intrigued by the happiness of at yeah. work thing. Yeah. So when you yeah. get out and like do stuff with yeah. when you are consulting, um, how yeah. how do the how do the companies take it? Like how how are they like no 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 that's too expensive. Like I can't buy donuts every day. <laughs> like 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 what what do they what do they say to you? Have you have do you have any success story where where you walked in a company and said O M G where am I <laughs> am I at the nineteen hundredth century or is it twenty twenty? <laughs> You know what? It's really interesting. I, I haven't ever walked into a company like that because I think when you're in happiness at work, there are some people and it would be great, wouldn't it, to have one of those companies and to be able to turn them all the way over. Yeah. Um, but quite often. Um, those those people, they're not they're not ready yet because you need to do a lot of letting go yeah. when you want to create a happy workplace. Yeah. Um, and so, and I prefer to work with people. I, so I do a lot of, um, speaking. So I hope that I reach those people when I do my talks. And quite often I have people go, oh mm -hmm. my gosh, 
It's so easy. <laughs> so simple. And I always, like, I always, when I get up and I give my talks, I'm like, I'm just going to warn you guys, you know, I've got all these fantastic stats and all these things, but mostly I'm going to stand up here for, you know, half an hour or an hour and tell you to be nice to other people. Yeah. <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> There's no, like, magical thing. Because <laughs> people are people, right? People yeah. are people at work. People are people at home. Yes. So what makes us happy at work is the same stuff that makes us happy at home. And for some reason, we we kind of have got it at home, but we have had this, you know, horrible thing drilled into us that at work we have to bring a different person to work. We have to do all sorts of things. Um, and I would say actually that's one of the things for my team that is big. Um, everyone says they feel they can bring their whole self to work. Yeah. Um, and and we've we've had some really wonderful stories of. Um, we had uh, one of my team members who um, who had heard her mother had been diagnosed with terminal cancer, but she wanted to come to work. She knew she could be herself there and be supported and loved and work if she could to keep her mind off things or just be there. Mm. Um, and, th- and that same week, one of our other colleagues came to work and was able to share with us that he and his wife were having a baby after 10 years of trying. So. Um, that for me is the the magic really is it's all about the connection with the people and that that we have a space where everyone can just be themselves whether they're having a great day or the worst day that they can have Um, so sorry to go back to the the consulting pieces it's when you come into people that I think I think they they tend to think it's more difficult than it is Um, but I don't really tell them what to do I like to tell them the reasons uh, why they should choose to do certain things Um, I love talking about Daniel Kahneman and the the hybrid model that's for me that that's the magic when you understand that you Mm -hmm. understand um, because I you know just like people I think people come to work wanting to do a great job I think realistically businesses want most businesses want to do the right things by their employees by their employees but they've been told for so long to do the wrong things and then what's happened is they haven't got the outcomes that they had been told they were going to get if they gave them free fruit and um, free coffee and sandwiches every day or whatever it is mm-hmm. right um, and and so I think maybe some businesses are a little scarred from having but we've given them everything and they're still not happy um, and so you just have to just help them see and it's such a a slight shift right just that that tiniest of shift to understand that it's actually just about people really um and and taking care of them in the same way you would in your normal life um so and then and then i like to get them to come up with the ideas yeah um because otherwise it's you know change doesn't come from me it comes from them so hopefully hopefully i can get them to feel what it feels like. Um, that's my ideal is to get them to understand what it feels like to, to have those little pieces of happiness at work and then get them to, now you know what that feels like, go and how could you create that and, and help to guide them uh, so that they can decide how they do that and then they can try it and mm-hmm. then they can let me know. Um, yeah, it's all. It's almost like you said in, in the first place that it, the end intent, like where are we going with yeah. this? Where is the company going? Yeah. To the empl- do, do, does the employee understand where we are going? Does he know what they yeah. are expecting? Because 
they can work their ass off. Sorry for my French, but uh, they can work <laughs> like they can work and work and work, but still don't get it right. And then that's yeah. that is frust- frustrating. Super frustrating and yeah. really demoralizing as well to just feel like you're giving everything um, that you think you've been asked. And yeah. and then getting told you haven't, that, you know, that's not a nice way to feel. Nobody wants no. to feel that way. And the one um, vulnerability and authenticity—that's the maybe yeah. the this direction that we are heading to. Like in the after oh, after I, COVID, I hope so much. Because, I hope so yeah. much. Um, I think one of my favorite one of my favorite things uh, one of our clients did is, uh, yeah, how much swearing are we allowed to do? Well, yeah, it depends. Can I say the F word? Is that too much? You can beat me out. One of one of one of our clients came up with a. Uh, uh, they they called it. I'll, I'll I'll tone it down. They came up with um, uh, F up Fridays. So everyone gets together to celebrate their. What did they make a mistake on, and what did they learn? Um, and they celebrated their greatest wins as well. But they they had their meetings and called them F up Fridays, so that yeah. it was a bit fun and a bit silly. Um, but then everyone could come, and it's. You know, it was the the owner of the company um, would say first, um, and that's something I found. You know, if I can admit to a mistake uh, and and share that, then it becomes safer for other people to do so. So I I often um, share my mistakes because um, I make them all the time, and, <laughs> and I'm reasonably senior, so my mistakes are bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is also how we learn. We learn by... Yeah, exactly. le- it is called what, what like, in the... Uh, when you work with children, like, learning by doing. Yeah. It's just, like, you make mistakes, Absolutely. and then you learn more. So, but what... Okay, now, because the time, is like, happiness yeah, talking to you. So, but we have to talk about happiness at home. So how is... Happiness at home, yeah. Ha- yeah, how, how do you implement... Uh, how do you, How is your happiness at home? Like, what, what do you do? What, you, are, you mentioned your husband, and you are, like, yep. in that situation that you are a Canadian in the UK, and, like, he yep. has been into Canada, and, yep. like, how do you... Because when you have two persons... Like yeah. the different countries, how how like mm-hmm. you must work extra hard for like the love. <laughs> Does the love conquer it? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, right, because because he has to always make up for the fact that I've left my home for him, right? Oh, so, so, so one, going, I make yeah. sure he never forgets that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so you ha- you have his thumb in a thumb screw, like absolutely, yeah. So if he's not happy, then I just. Screw it a little tighter. No, yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I um I have so I said a bit earlier. I've been really um I've been very lucky. Um and I didn't realize. So my uh, my grandmother was a, a a war bride from England. Actually, met an American serviceman, moved to America. They had a, a lot of children. Uh, my mother being one of them, and, and her and my father moved to the west coast of Canada, and then I've come back all the way for full circle to England. So, um. But when she recently passed away, and I and uh, I was listening to a story from one of my aunts, um, where my grandfather had mentioned that um, that my aunt always noticed the small things, and my mom did that as well, and I did that, and I didn't realize. And my grandfather had said, "Oh, your mother always says that." Must of my grandmother. So it's it. I didn't realize, but it's got quite a long history for me about. Um, I just grew up always. Um, always noticing and uh and I guess practicing gratitude from a you know from 
from the womb, you know, really, that uh, without knowing what it was or, you know, knowing the science behind it, my family have, have kind of, that was built into me. So I think I'm quite lucky, I think, in the kind of the genetic game of where your happy set point is. I think mine's pretty high, so I'm very lucky. Yeah. Um, but I, but I always, and I'd always do that with my children. It wasn't until my, I, I heard the story from my grandmother that I reflected that I have always done that with my kids. You know, we look at the small things and get excited about, uh, today I was out with my three-year-old and you know, it's really exciting when we find a, a ladybird together, you know, um, or you spot something in the sky or so, so I think cultivating that, um, is huge, you know, really just stopping to smell the flowers, right? I, you know, that I'd pick more daisies, um, trying to slow your life down. Um, and, and I'm not always great at this. I mean, I've had a, I had a crazy last year. So COVID, uh, the rest that COVID has given me is, has been quite welcome. Um, barring all the other horrible things attached to it. Um, but yes, just noticing and being thankful and grateful for the small things in life. I would say if you do nothing else, do that. If you can practice gratitude daily, that's super. I, I've done that with my children, uh, for a long, a long time now. Um, and when they're little, we just call it three happy thoughts. Yeah. That I get them to tell me before they go to bed, what are your three happy thoughts from today? Um, and then when they're older, we kind of move it into a more practicing of, of gratitude. Um, and uh, I think for me, that's the, the biggest thing. And, and I guess I do a lot of savior. I, I have, I've been very lucky. A lot of the things that I now know is the right science to do. I've just kind of always done. <laughs> so yeah. I savor a lot. Um, I don't like things. I've never been attached to things. So I love experiences. Um, so I've, I've really, I, I don't, I don't really buy stuff, but I'll always buy an experience. I'll always, you know, decide that, you know, go out for a meal or plan a holiday. Uh, and I love plan, like if my, if I had all the money in the world, the thing I would do most is plan surprises for people. Cause that's like the biggest kick I ever get in my life. So, <laughs> um, so all of those things are the things that I do at home and I would really recommend doing it's so much more fun to do something for someone else. Yeah. Um, so happiness, so, so happiness in life that is just like you wake up with a smile and you like, pick three things your your gratitude things or yeah. so yeah. stop and smile and maybe think like how lucky are we yeah definitely you know and 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 it's easy to say oh that's a real kind of rose tinted glasses look um but i'll just give you a quick a quick glimpse um so i feel very lucky i think my life was amazing but my life written on paper uh, when i was younger um my father developed a mental illness um, I was raised by my mother, who was a single mother. We were absolutely below the poverty line. Um, we were very poor. I ended up having my first son when I was a teenager. Um, so if you looked at my life on paper, I wouldn't sound like a particularly lucky person. Um, but that's not the life I lived. And, and, and so I, I like to counter people who go, oh, well, you know, you've just had a really good life or mm. you were just really lucky. Um, I, I think... Um, I could very easily say I wasn't lucky, but actually I, I feel nothing but lucky and I love my life and I love my mom and the life I have and my son and the rest of my children. And, 
and I wouldn't be who I am today without all of those pieces of my puzzle. Um, and I think if you can still, if you can still look at the good things in life, even when there are, are big bad things, um, and you don't discount the bad things, but you just go, that is what it is. I'm choosing to focus on the positive. Um, then that's, that would be my, my recommendation. Well, it's a great recommendation. But now <laughs> it has been great talking to you. And as it was also great to talk to the other Sarah and the other Canadian. <laughs> so that's, but there's one thing I, I need you to do. And that, okay. that is the Icelandic word. Okay. So you now now start now we start with the uh, now it's Icelandic one one. I knew yes. I was in the right room. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I think I will I will I want to like I will use the same word as I said told the other Sarah. So okay. can you please say for me harðfiskur? Harðfiskur. Yes, harðfiskur. Harðfiskur. Well, you did amazing job, and that's dry, oh, dry, dried fish. Dried fish. Yes. Uh, you know what? I think I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has been listening. <laughs> well, uh, to do my homework. I thank you very much for your, that you uh, had the time to talk to me, and I hope you and you have, you have a lovely smile because okay. People, we are talking. <laughs> we are we are discussing things through the phone. Like I can see her, but uh, so I hope that you will just continue to get even more people happier. And please, like, tell me when you're going to move to Canada because I I need to. The Canada is like the country I would really want to visit. Oh well, I will. I'll be visiting, so I will invite you definitely next time I come thank you so much for having me on I'm I'm very grateful um yeah, genuinely grateful to be here and it's been uh, an absolute pleasure to to talk to you thank you very much thank you this has been the tribute to happiness podcast tune in for next week's episode you'll find us on social media